listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 183, where we will, we will be discussing chapter 13 of City of Lost Souls, The Bone Co- Chandelier. I was going to say the bone collector. That's not correct. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. Oh my gosh. The oh. bone collector. <laughs> that that good or um, Chandler. That's what's been in my oh. head too. Cause okay. Why not? <gasps> yes. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> Back to school, back to school. Yes. Have you been singing the Billy Madison song to your kids? Mm-hmm. Are you even a parent if you haven't been? <clears throat> yep. And then a your millennial, teenager, I should say. Preteen. It's like, you're so stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, and, like, and then you have yes. to be like, bro, bet. Oh, gross. No. I literally can't even remember what it was the other day, but I was trying to think of something. I was going to be like, prove it, whatever. And it was like the only thing I could think to say that fit in this thing was bet. And I was like, I'm not uh-huh. saying that. <laughs> um, My kid and I were at Target last night, last minute school stuff. And we were looking at um, skincare. And she wants these pimple patches that are in the shape of stars. And they're expensive because mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, a commodity. I don't know. Yeah. And so she was, she picked up two packages and I was like, eh, eh, one. How many are even in there? And I was, she's like 16. And I was like, bruh. And then she was like, bet. And this guy was standing next to us and he was just like, what? See some Gen Z parenting. Bryn really, um, she doesn't use a, ton of slang and I think the reason that she doesn't is because I do I use a lot of internet slang um and I purposely use it in front of her and it makes her really uncomfortable and she hates it and so then I think it's like reverse psychology and she's like mom why do you say that's so stupid you shouldn't say that that's so immature (laughs) I'm so immature yeah yeah Uh yeah yeah, my, 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 I will see as the process, you know, through the process of healing in your 30s as a millennial, I am now embracing my inner child. <laughs> and so my daughter <laughs> is like, whoa. Immediately. <laughs> I, I said cap once and like, uh, she was. She didn't. She was like, "Do you even know what that means?" And I'm like, "I have, I have Urban Dictionary." And exactly. She's like, she's like, "No." Yeah. There's there's a couple, like I keep saying that because I think it's funny and I use that normally mm-hmm. or like, Bruh, I, I in wish that I could tone. remember to use that. Yeah. Um, I use but like too much. Yes, because that's also okay. hilarious. But Never I can't that. get behind no cap. I can't get behind that one. What is okay? What does that mean? No cap means you're real. You're like you're serious. Like no capitalization. You're oh. not exaggerating. You're being truthful. Cap is like exaggeration, or okay. lying. Like what you're lying. Yeah. Yeah. I always think huh. of it as like a bald person wears a cap to hide that the fact that they don't have hair. 
And I don't think that's what it's for, but that's what my mind does. So it's like, yeah, you could even be no cap because you have hair. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Let me nerd it up for you. It was cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For a second. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. Dude, I got to tell you, I want you to feel me because you guys work from home sometimes too. So you guys understand. Brin's first day of school. First day of school is a big day for for mom, mm-hmm. especially if mom works from home or is a stay-at-home mom. Right? Yes. It's a big it's a big day. It's the first day you get your ho- house alone for the last 90 days, right? Right. Mm-hmm. My husband called in sick on Brin's first day of school. I was like, "I have never hated you more than I do at this moment in my life. <laughs> yep. Today is my first day without, because William had school, but Audrey didn't, because mm-hmm. she's a seventh grader and the sixth graders have to go or whatever. Yep. And so today is my first day with silence again. Mm-hmm. When I told myself I was going to do all the things. No. No. Mm-mm. None of the things have been done. Mm-hmm. Right. Never. No. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Life is hard, man. Yep. All we need is a little bit of quiet. Mm-hmm. All we need is just a little quiet. <laughs> For real. I have plenty of patience. <clears throat> my my therapist actually told me, she was like, um, so you know, you know how some people exaggerate when they're telling a story, and I was like, yeah. And she's like, or or like when they're anticipating what's gonna happen, you know, because I have anxiety, so I right. pre-anticipate every scenario, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm like, where are you going with this? And she's like, you really don't. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? And she's like, it's really as bad as you say it's gonna be. And I was like. Oh. <laughs> things settle down you should probably go do one of your camping trips you know in the middle of nowhere with a book without anyone and I'm like thanks in the fall good luck with that thanks for the prescription seriously it's like a doctor's note give it to your work you get vacation time I was like I can't believe you just said that to me out loud like basically I thought you were lying until So basically, what I'm saying is that moms need the house to themselves sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Dude, one of my um, friends posted a picture of all four of her kids going to school and her youngest is starting kindergarten. And she's like, this is literally the first time I've been alone in my house for 10 years. <gasps> yeah, 10 years. Because no. all of her kids are just perfectly aged apart like that. How is she still alive? I know. <laughs> I would have thrown myself off the roof. I'd have been like, I'm one of the, I'm one of the, what are they called? The sisters from um, Practical Magic? Oh, I never watched that. Isn't that weird? What? I know. No. 
All I can me, I, I could just it. think of the actress's name, but that's not right. Obviously, clearly. It's it's Sally and uh what's her face, but I can't remember their last name. I'm going to google it. Anyway, you guys, we have Maybe. to watch Practical Magic. You would really like it. It is the perfect 90s movie. Maybe I have seen it. I just don't remember it. Like, it looks familiar with Sandra Bullock and Nicole mm-hmm. Kidman. Yeah. <clears throat> but, I don't know. Owens. I'm going to have to watch Owens, it. yes. Like, an Owens is... Anyway, there's a whole thing where they, like, they take an umbrella and they jump off the roof every year at Halloween. Like, oh, and okay. float down, right? I was trying to make a joke that I would just throw myself off the roof if I hadn't been alone for I see. Years. Like Mary Poppins. It's Mary Poppins. Right, except I've never seen Mary Poppins. <laughs> Fucking weird. At least not all the way through. Yeah. Well, That's a good one. I mean, I don't know. Movie night. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Agreed. Can't fall be My six husband's months. on board, by the way, for our girls' night <clears throat> with you. pictures and stuff. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. When you say it like that, it sounds dirty. My oh, husband's yeah. into it our girls' night with pictures. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see the pictures after. <laughs> that was the deal. He does call Robin his second, which I'm like, you know she's married, right? Like... <laughs> if I ever die, she's gonna step into my place. Basically, is his thought because we're so much alike. And I'm like, I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> you have to ask her permission first. Oh, like a duel, my second. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, what do you guys say? We've got a long one today. Yeah. Unless you have do. any any stories to add. No. Mm-mm. All right, well, let's cut the chit-chat and kick things off with Robin's recap. Previously on Downworld or Dish. The Lightwood siblings are at Magnus's apartment. Alec being super suspect after his meeting with Camille, and Izzy hanging out with Simon being uncharacteristically awkward. They're attempting to, quote, unquote, fit together while laying in bed, Simon strangely thinking about a childhood clarity. Izzy tells Simon that she's got a long list of ex-lovers. That beat was off, but that was Taylor Swift, if you didn't know. She was literally right here and took over the mic. Uh, But they definitely (laughs) weren't the sleepover kind. So she's like new with this whole intimacy thing. (laughs) They dive headfirst into the problem by a makeout sesh turned monster fanfic. (laughs) Which I feel like Kristen's on board for. Oh, I love a I love a monster fic. Monster romance? Absolutely. Monster Give me that romance. weird dick. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen those TikTok videos where the people are like, there's people that read that. Can you believe it? And they could no. like comment what they read on this post. They could just leave comments about the stuff that they read. Can yeah. you believe people yeah. do that? Can you believe it? <laughs> Amanda is speechless. Okay, speaking of monsters, guys. Clary's waking up in the townhouse and runs into her brother in the hall, who inappropriately (laughs) makes nightgown comments again. (laughs) 
morning routine commences and ends with Jace cooking breakfast and Clary successfully worming her way into the day's outing. Jace having left to retrieve weapons, Clary is stuck with Sebastian, who can't help but notice Clary isn't eating her breakfast and turns it into a ha, gotcha, bitch, love is evil moment. Further upping the ante on the horror-filled sibling bonding, he asks Clary to give him a strength room, revealing the unhealed whip marks given to them by dear old dad, to which Clary is shocked but has little compassion for the trauma and horror, thinking instead about if she could draw on a rune that would poison him. <laughs> right? She's like, oh, just imagine her being like, Amanda, what a bummer. <laughs> yeah, mm, that really sucks for you. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> How could I poison you? <sighs> Out on the town, they've switched locations to Prague. It's beautiful, and Clary sneaks away to check in on Simon via the fairy rings. The trio eventually make their way down an older part of town into a trinket shop ran by a Venice demon, who had made a prior arrangement with Sebastian to trade pennies from dead people's eyes for unforged Atomus. Mirik, said demon, is feisty because Sebastian has brought along two plus ones. So he wants a lock of Clary's hair for the inconvenience. Sebastian quickly shoots the idea down, choosing to respond with violence, and we leave them in the middle of battle. We also get a little peek into Maris's Pav, who was called Fourth, a silent brother, and is joined by Brother Zachariah. She remembered an old tracking trick from her V-Tang days, and rightfully guessed that it was placed on Jace and has been able to track him on a map. She's torn between telling the clave and betraying her son or being an accessory to yet another crime. Mm. Rosie advises her that she can keep her secret now, as it's not super helpful anyway, since they aren't appearing for more than a few seconds on the map. He also lets her in on his devotion to the Herondale family and tells her to prepare herself in case Jace turns up for an extended period of time and she needs to tell the clave. We have one last check-in at Magnus's apartment, where he's gathered up the teenagers to receive a visitor that has come and knocked on his door. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you guys. Just as Clary's about to be an after-school snack for a snake demon, Sebastian comes out of nowhere and Neville long-bottoms it, decapitating the demon and saving the day. Yes. Amazing. Is that like Neville from iCarly? What? But I don't, I don't, I don't, no, we're going to, I'm going to duct tape you to a chair and force (laughs) you to watch all of the Harry Potter movies. (laughs) Listen, I will never forget when Andy basically did that to me and I had to watch all of the Lord of the Rings movies. And at the end he was like, so what do you think? And I was like, I think that was a giant waste of my time. (laughs) I bet you would like Harry Potter more than you like Lord of the Rings. Okay. okay, listen, this bitch sat through all the Twilight movies. Yeah. I did like the Twilight movies, actually, which is so stupid. <laughs> I watched them as an adult. Yeah. Like, I do a year ago. I do from time to time throw on a Twilight movie if I'm feeling nostalgic. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. It's basically when the clouds start covering and everything looks blue like it really does. In the movies. That's real life in the Pacific Northwest, you guys. That's really That's what true. it looks like. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately. No cap. Men, um, only some of our men glitter. Not all of them. Right. <laughs> right. And all that glitter so. is gold. Yeah. All that glitters isn't gold. What is it? <clears throat> all that glitters is gold. Because that guy died. Mm-hmm. 
That's also yeah, the name ripped. of a pawn shop that in Portland. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Been there. And they, I feel like they take over um, like old drive throughs right? Like <laughs> they're the spirit Halloween of pawn shops. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so Clary's shocked to discover the identity of her savior, but since they're being attacked by a horde of demons, she saves her questions and allows him to help her to her feet. She's like, okay, fine. <laughs> but we'll she has this. a chance to really regain her bearing or before she has a chance to really regain her bearings. Clary sees one of the Cobra like demons come up behind Sebastian and on instinct, she pushes them out of the way and guts the creature with a dagger. Banff Clary has entered the chat. <laughs> She's like, all Amazing. that practice is actually working. <laughs> and she, like, I know she's been act, she's been practicing, right? Mm-hmm. This makes sense that she is capable. However, there's a part of me that thinks deep down, Clary kind of wants to impress her big brother. I feel like a little bit she's showing off. Okay, okay. Because as soon as she finishes, like, gutting this demon and it disappears, she turns around to, like, see that Sebastian saw and he's fighting somebody else. And she's like, oh. (laughs) She's like, oh, no one's looking at me. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. Um, Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, so she, she guts this thing and then she turns around and, like, no one's looking at her. So what a waste. Yeah, she's awaiting praise for her heroics, but she finds her brother has abandoned her to fight another demon while her boyfriend is taking on two at a time. Right? So enraged by the lack of male attention, Clary throws her dagger. Catching, <laughs> catching one of the demons uh Jace is fighting. And finally he he takes the entirely justifiable and frankly necessary time to send Clary a wink and a steamy gaze in thanks before participating in the shadow hunter mating ritual of scissoring off a demon's head while staring deeply into your beloved's eyes. It's a very Paul Walker move. That was beautiful. Scissoring. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that you found your episode title, which is Shadow Hunter Mating Ritual. So, <laughs> yes, there's that. Absolutely. It has been set. Yes. Uh, the combination of lust and bloodshed uh, seems to work for Clary in a way, big way. Uh, the heat of the battle has her demon slaying like it's a fucking video game, using a flagpole to make an impromptu demon kebab. <laughs> just as she's really starting to feel herself sebastian calls out for her to stop merrick um as he tries to escape and clary does not hesitate she launches herself after him like up and over the counter (laughs) knocking the creepy eel demon to the ground and immediately slicing off one of his arms um and then i have a little section that i would just really love to read you it would make my heart so content (laughs) stop he wheezed i could give you whatever you want i have everything i want she whispered and drove the seraph blade down it plunged into the demon's chest and merrick disappeared with a hollow cry clary thumped to uh to her knees on the carpet okay um since when um, but also, yes. damn, Clary. 
She's turning into a Kristen. <clears throat> what? Violence is her love language? Yeah. <laughs> so Sebastian and Jace, like, peek over the counter, and I very much envision them being, like... <laughs> like, with their hands? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> little meerkats. Um, uh. Having just... Uh, having dispatched the rest of the demons um, and they're shocked at Clary's effectiveness. Sebastian is worried about the Atmos. He's like, oh shit. Um, Worried that it's been banished along with the demon. Um, But uh, Clary assuages his worry with, by producing a large hunk of the large hunk of rock that had rolled underneath the counter during their scuffle. But Um, why? What do you mean? Like, put that in your pocket and hide it. He obviously needs it for his evil master plan. Why are you giving it to him? Oh, right. yeah. Clary, at some point during this process, forgot that what she was doing was, like, aiding and abetting an evil mastermind. Oh, wait. Like, what was she I doing again? Yeah. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> My bad. Like, she cannot forget the fact, for the most part, what we've seen thus far anyway. Like, I said in the recap thing, like... We know Sebastian is evil and we talked about it last week, but what makes him being so good at being evil is his backstory. And like, he is mm-hmm. a, like a fully fledged character. And like, <clears throat> I get that he killed Max and did all this evil shit. I totally get it. But like, you have no sympathy for him thinking like you cannot forget for one second that he's evil and he's a demon and he's a monster mm-hmm. and he's not your brother and all this other stuff when he's showing you like physically showing you like the torture and pain he went through as a child. That's literally still in pain. Mm-hmm. You yes. can't forget that, but you want an attaboy so bad that you hand him a piece. Yeah. That fits for his puzzle, for his master plan. Yeah. I know. Well, and, I mean, are they trying to make it seem, are they, is the story trying to make it seem like she doesn't know what he's going to use it for, but obviously it's for something. Why help him at all? Well, she kind of, like, it's in her perspective, and she almost says, like, she doesn't know what he's going to use it for. But, like, Mm -hmm. she knows what it is. It's almost like she's acting like she doesn't know what it is. It's the same shit that your fucking knives are made out of. Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. There's a reason why he came to get it. Right. Exactly. She's just dumb. (laughs) Well, and almost (sighs) it's kind of, like, in my brain, it's like she's trying to, like, Oh, great job, but crap, what about this? And she's like, oh, dude, I am the best yeah. shadow hunter here, and I saved it also, sort of thing. Like, uh, it's yeah. more, like, to prove how good she Showing was off. at the battle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this was definitely a team challenge. Yeah. She's a team player. So once the initial awe wears off, Jace hops over the counter to check Clary out, um, who is totally fine since she's actually a capable shadow hunter now. Um, Mm -hmm. Sebi is pleased with the end result, uh, and announces that tonight they celebrate. He's like, we're going out. Uh, (laughs) that has got to be like that part. It was like just the most, I don't know, like evil sort of like, I don't know. It it just, in my brain, it was like the scene, like watching the scene in a movie. I am going to be honest with you guys, and I want you to be honest with me. Given this situation, obviously not if you were Clary, because there's like a whole like 
whatever. But Sebastian's the kind of evil that, like, I get it. I agreed. Right? Like, 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 if Clary wasn't his sister and I was in Clary's shoes but not his sister – I don't, I feel like. I mean, I know she doesn't even have a problem with that. (laughs) Jace just came first. (sighs) I don't know. I feel like I would, I would certainly be like, oh yeah, I'm going to come and I'm going to spy on him. And then like a few weeks I'd be like, it's actually kind of nice. (laughs) Right. I'm actually having a good time. You're hot. Okay, am I the I villain? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things, like, and I, I maybe this is my own personal. Okay, it is because this is where we are. Whatever, <laughs> like your own personal trauma. Like you have to be, you know, other people's feelings first. You have mm-hmm. to put yourself. Blah 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 blah. It's that thing. But in there's so many parts of. It, this chapter it could be the next chapter. We've seen it before, so it's not super spoily. Where it's almost like Sebastian is reaching out for a lifeline. Yeah. And he's just like, am I evil? Am I bad? Am I this? And I whatever. And it, to him, Clary is his link to, like, she's his moral compass. Yeah. And she is just not picking it up at all. No. So part of me wonders is, like, obviously we don't know what happens. And where we're reading, mm-hmm. but he's obviously still continuing with his plans. But would he change his plans if she would maybe see him for a person, right. some sort of actual human, like yeah. half human? Right. Yeah. He he clearly cares for her because, you know, he, my little sister and stuff. And I don't think he's saying that. I mean, I think he's saying some of that to be like weird on yeah. purpose, but. Obviously, Uh he shared a little bit with her. And if she would have just tried, she could probably box him in and get more information. Well, and that's kind of my point is Clary has so much leverage on her side. Like the the Mm -hmm. ball is wholly in her court. If she just got along with him and asked Mm -hmm. him questions and decided to be interested, like, you don't know... I don't know. She's just uh-huh. also Sebastian is a much more sympathetic character than Clary is. I'm sorry, but it's true. I find him yeah. much more sympathetic. Uh huh. Well, that and it's like even like I know she's new. Like, what did you say? She's not good at doing crime. Was yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. That she's the way that you put it. <laughs> but it's like, he, for instance, because I don't know. I listened four <clears throat> chapters ahead because oh, uh-huh. I was interested uh-huh. in the story three oh, or no. four. So I don't know. I don't want to go too. I won't. I don't want to go in the future on accident. Mm-hmm. So I'll talk about the past when they were sitting, eating, drinking the water, mm-hmm. and she's basically he's like trying to explain his side of the evil shit that he did, which is still like maybe he's bluffing or calling bullshit or whatever. If mm-hmm. your only goal is to get information, figure out what's going on, try to save Jace, and like give feed information back to the clave. When he's asking you if it's forgivable for the stuff he did, just fucking say yes. Right? Right. Like, just, like, have, like, a pass a persuasion check. Pass like, a persuasion do something. Check. Like, 
Well, and especially because we're in her POV. So it's like we we don't need to think that maybe she's switching to the bad side. We can be like in her head. Oh, let's make him happy. Yeah. Say yes. Uh-huh. Like, and it's not like Jace is going to like. Nope. Alec isn't there to be like, you bitch. And Jace isn't going to remember. <laughs> He's under Sebastian's control. So like, uh-huh. just go for it, babe. Yeah. You put on your pleather Catwoman suit. Yeah. Or Poison Ivy. Be Poison Ivy. The villain we all love to love. Yes. Okay. Yes, indeed. Oh, anyway, but yes, Sebastian, absolutely. To, to not to circle back, if sure. you will. Circle back. Circle back. Um, okay. Uh, so moving on to a, back to Magnus's flat. So a barefoot and deliciously rumpled Simon. I'm sorry, Amanda, but sleepy dude is a default hot status. It just is. Um, he pads out into Magnus's living room with an equally sleep tossled Isabel trailing behind him to find the high warlock and his shadow hunter boyfriend hosting Jordan and Maya for a game of guess who while staring at a giant glowing pentagram. <laughs> I loved that game, Guess Who? I just have to say. Me too. Me too. Yeah. It was always a good one. Have you seen the video where they do it, like, with real people? Yes. So No, awkward. I've seen them do, like, presidents or something so that kids can learn. Like, they have okay. to ask questions about history or some shit. This one, it's like there's a group of people sitting, and then, like, one of them's like, do you feel like this person has used a racial slur before? <laughs> and then they have to say, like, who they think has said it, and then they have to get up Amazing. and Amazing. <clears throat> that is so funny. <gasps> it is awkward, obviously. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I or, like, do you think this person way. does recreational drugs? Like, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Oh. Huh. So a mini tornado is formed above the pentagram um, and it leaves this message behind and it says, have you made your decision yet? And Magnus confirms (laughs) that Azazel has been communicating through his little Ouija tornado all night. (laughs) Jordan, being the absolute dude he is, calls out to the Prince of Hell, a.k.a. quote unquote demon guy, Azzy. And as he replies, uh, hello, person slash wolf. But he really says well, werewolf. But we know what he meant. <laughs> I translated it for Absolutely. you. Um, <laughs> confirming that, yes, the line is still open. Um, like and, it still goes both ways. Yeah. And therein lies the problem. Uh, not only is Magnus going to have one hell of a long, long, long distance phone call or phone bill, um, but... <laughs> This remaining connection is decidedly not normal, which begs the question, Mm -hmm. what else is different about this time? And, like, Mm -hmm. it's probably pretty dangerous to summon someone as powerful as a prince of hell. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then give him your memories. (laughs) (laughs) Alex seems to be the most uncomfortable with the remaining link. Um, Magnus is disturbed, uh, but intrigued. And Jordan is a dipshit. Um, that was mm-hmm. a good summary. Yeah. <laughs> so while Magnus was chastising Jordan for treating the pentagram uh, call with Azzy like a magic eight ball, our favorite Prince of Hell decides to switch over to FaceTime. And he is our favorite. Like, right? <clears throat> He's definitely my favorite at the moment. 
Yeah. Azazel. I wanted to check. Yeah. Azazel, Azazel, whatever his name is. Yeah. He's definitely sassy. I I like him better than (laughs) Asmodeus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have to say his name like that. Of course. Um. You're supposed to say Asmodeum. Asmodeum. (laughs) Right. But in the same tune. He actually, like, he he pops up and he actually says, like, the gang's all here. Which is just... Okay, Dad. Yep. It's so we're... funny. This more so, more so than ever before now feels like like the cool uncle trying to, like, get on Magnus's, like, good side. Well, and then, like, uh, he's, somebody's going to be standing in front of him. He's like, hey, you make a better door than a window. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Magnus explains that, yes, they have made his decision, and that decision is no. Now, bye bye <laughs> Except, as he doesn't go, let, letting them all know that he's grown quite fond of this realm and has decided to stay. And Magnus is like, eh? <laughs> his attempts to banish him using another spell... Um, but Azazel informs him, the warlock, that, like, those little spells aren't going to work on him. Uh, and quite frankly, he has nothing better to do than spend his time trying to tempt their little band of misfits into making a deal with him. (laughs) And this is about the time when everything starts to go to shit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, Chairman Meow, uh, is chasing a mouse through the house and dashes into the (laughs) pentagram. Simon, being the cat person he is, instantly follows without thinking of the consequences until he's holding a cat inside a pentagram with the principal. It's a great scene. Wait, what did you just say? Did you say with a pentapal? No, a principal with a principal. I hear like pentapal, like it's their pal that's in a pentagram. I really like that. Well, I mean, that's basically what he is. Yes. I was sending a text message at the same time, so I wasn't uh. reading it. Because this is basically like having subtitles on with Netflix. That's why I have to read it while yes, you guys are talking. Same. And so I heard yes. Pentapal. Pentapal. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, don't worry, guys. Simon puts down the cat and uh, Miss Chairman Meow runs off to hide underneath the couch. Well... Simon faces the music. Uh, Magnus's words from not two fucking minutes ago ringing in his ears. And I'm going to read to you because it's reiterated, right? Because, again, it happened a page and a half ago um, where Magnus told Jordan to be careful. But we'll reiterate it here. Summon a demon and trap it in a pentagram and it can't get out to harm you but step into the pentagram and you've put yourself i'm gonna try this again i don't know why i can't read this okay summon a demon and trap it in a pentagram and you get and it can't get out to harm you but step into the pentagram and you've put yourself in the demon's range of power so this is what simon's thinking he's like oh shit magnus did just say that and up close and personal with with azzy um simon notices that like He's got, like, cracks in his skin, like, marble, kind of like Twilight Vampires. Um, And we all know about those fiery pits 
Matthew Cole's eyes, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Robin was right. Bro's got mm-hmm. a needle grill. It, it says, the line is, each of his teeth was tipped with a needle of iron. So does he have teeth? And then he has, like, needles attached to the bottom of his teeth? Right. Um, I think that they are just iron. They're just that sharp. <sighs> okay. And, like, they're into needles. I mean, that's how I envisioned him in the first place. So. Yeah. On point. So Magnus is chanting, Izzy is screaming in the background, and Simon is about to get suplexed by a demon lord <laughs> when his mark of Cain kicks in and yeets Azizel into the invisible wall of the pentagram. And the prince comes at Simon again. He's like, oh, it's, oh, it's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> he's like, oh, and he's pissed. <laughs> he's like, hey, yo, where'd you go? But finally, the teenage vampire remembers the thing that has been consistently saving his life for the past, I don't know, six months, and flashes his ink at Azzy. He's like, lifts up his hair, and he's like, look at it. (laughs) How you like me now, bitch? (laughs) Untouchable. So funny. Emo hair. Like, you just, love it. It's very Harry Potter. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it just, it reminds me of the bowl cut that kids got when we were kids, boys mostly, mm-hmm. and then they have those little bangs, like the, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. The Devon Sawa. The JTT. Yes. Je- Devon Sawa, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so Azazel is shooketh. Um, he quickly wonders if Simon is the OG wanderer, but then remembers himself, and Simon is far too young for that, which means he's been fucking with some shit that he shouldn't be fucking with. Mm-hmm. I have another little a little clippy to read, because I, I feel like if a prince of hell said this to me, I would lose control of my bowels permanently. <laughs> <laughs> you would become me yeah. dead IBS gang yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Simon lowered his hand touch me again and find out he said Azazel gave a rumbling sound half laughter half disgust I think not he said if you have been dabbling in bending the will of heaven, even my freedom is not worth gambling for by allying my fate with yours. He glanced around the room. You are all madmen. Good luck, human children. You will need it. And then he just bounces. <laughs> He's been trapped. He's been he's been trapped for eons and his freedom isn't worth what you guys are fucking with. Chained to a rock. He's like, could you imagine nah. how much more fun it has been just hanging out in Magnus's apartment like that? Right? Yes. <laughs> Do this more often as he's leaving. See you again soon. Don't you wanna see me? Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, so with that, Wait, is hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, yes. Sorry. In my brain. I don't know why this <coughs> just clicked. And maybe if I'm wrong, but isn't he technically Magnus's fun uncle anyway? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's okay. technically what? You cut out. <clears throat> Magnus's uncle. 
Yeah, his fat uncle. Yeah. His funkle. Funkle. Right, because they're all princes, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Got it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, he should call him. He should have him <laughs> hang out more often then. Well, now yeah. he's like, I need to distance myself from my stupid nephew. <laughs> hanging out with people who he do shit call like. call him Uncle Az. Right? Yeah. I feel like that would work. It would. Well, and you'd think the shadow hunter, like the, the warlock would be the bad influence on the shadow hunter no, no, no. people. But mm-hmm. I guess, I guess Simon is a vampy. He is a vamp. But Clary is the one that did it. Clary is so the, Clary's the only one with the influence. audacity to do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, Azazel cuts his losses and skedaddles back on down to hell, finally severing the connection. And then back to Clary and Jace, who are getting cleaned up in the bathroom um, of the antique store that they were at um, after their little fight. And Jace has got Clary up on the sink and he cuts her shirt in half. Like, um, but don't worry, she's wearing a cami because it's the early 2000s. So she has to be, she has to have a tank top on her knees. In an effort to like... (sighs) They, they basically like cut off their clothes because they, they don't want to take them off and get the ichor on their skin because it, it's like acid. Because um, at first I was like, oh, the fuck are you bothering to cut? Just take it off, right? And I was like, okay, right. I get it. I get it now. Whatever. It's fine. Makes sense, I guess. So Sevi is out in front closing up the shop while Jason and Clary clean up. And Clary is silently having a bit of a crisis of conscience. Um, sort of. So she realized the the crisis is that she realizes that she's she's not as bothered by the fact that they're going out clubbing to celebrate their kills as she should be. She's got le- that bloodlust now. She's like, mm, this tastes good. I like it." Yeah. <laughs> and Clary gets Jace to strip under the guise of giving him an arazzi, um, but really she just wants to admire his rippling back muscles cuz of course. Of course, and they're just rippling as, just as he's breathing. Yeah, of course. Well, and, and he does the boy thing where he reaches up behind his the back of his head to take his shirt off. You of know. course. Why? Because it's hot. I don't know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and just as they're starting to get in some heavy petting fueled by adrenaline, Sebi is... The uh, slubby uh, Sebby the clam jammer, he is uh, bangs, <laughs> into, <laughs> bangs on the door, interrupting them and causing Jace to drop Clary into the sink. Yay, more wet clothes. She's like, she, she, I think she like her ass hit the the knob or whatever. Uh huh. And apparently that caused them both to be sprayed with water, which I don't understand how that happened unless. Her ass was, like, creating some sort of, like, halfway seal that, like, sprayed the... You know what I'm talking about. Like, when you do your thumb on the hose. Okay, listen. Mm -hmm. I have to sidebar really quickly, and I'm sorry. It just made me think of this. Okay? So, the other day, I was talking on a video chat with a coworker, and um, I was going to say, for those of you that don't know, why would anyone know this? So, um, your ex-husband was in the background, Kristen. Oh, oh, fun. Okay. Yeah, because he works there. Okay, obviously, right. people. So, um, my coworker, sorry, I'm trying not to say names just because, <laughs> um, asked if I had ever heard about, he asked that, he actually called me to ask the name of our podcast. 
and then um, had said, did, did you guys ever talk about or did you know that he took Bryn to see Deadpool when she was little? And I was like, yes, of course I know about that. Why wouldn't I know about that? He's dumb. Like, I can't believe you did that. And he was in the background and he was just like, I didn't know, whatever. And so then they but were he like, stayed. you never talked about it on the podcast. And I was like, I don't remember. It's hard to remember if it was on the podcast or like us just talking. And but I was like, but now you bet your ass I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> so I had to. And the reason it made me think of that was because um, never mind. I feel bad saying that something about a bathtub. Suction and a bathtub. <laughs> and I, had I almost it went I into labor. Like, I almost went into labor trying to get him out of that bathtub. I was like eight months pregnant. His, his leg was like up underneath him. It was so fucked up. Awesome. <laughs> My ex-husband got caught. He slipped in the bath. He was taking a shower and he slipped. And we had a very narrow bathtub, and he is a big man. And he fell just right to where his leg was tucked up underneath him, and he was, like, wedged <laughs> into the into the bathtub. And it had, like, glass shower doors, right? So, like, you can only get to half the tub at a time. Yes. And I was, like, eight and a half months pregnant. Huge. I was like a torpedo coming out of my belly trying i had i almost had to call <laughs> the fire department to come pull his ass out i was laughing so hard of course <laughs> oh. anyway that had all come up while we were talking and i was like okay you guys it's going it's going in the podcast now so i have to say it because <laughs> i'm a woman of my word <laughs> so yay more wet clothes don't worry clary your big brother went shopping and picked out a little black dress for you to go clubbing in that's exactly your size yeah because that's totally normal yeah <sighs> and this is all because sebastian doesn't want to go back to the apartment to change like he's so pumped up right now like he needs to go fuck I think that that's the vibe that I'm getting. Right. <laughs> Which is weird because he has that ring. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it would, would, he, like would they have to walk all the way back, though? Because that's the thing. When Jason Cleary went back, they had to walk to the townhouse. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, parked. Because it's, like, parked, yeah. But So then, would they have to walk all the way back and then they would be able to move them, it? But how did... How did they get out of... Maybe he can't move all of them at the same time. Right. He was able to move him and Jace, obviously, but maybe Clary's too much. Well, now now I'm trying to... Rem- I can't remember. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. they obviously disappeared in and out of the library. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luke's house. Right. But uh-huh. the like the rules of this haven't really been established. Yeah. Right. Of what is possible and isn't. So like maybe like they parked the townhouse mm-hmm. on top of the house like interdimensionally mm-hmm. so right. it was like it was right there they didn't have to go back to it because it was there they upped it but then if that's the anyway. case why wouldn't you just take it to where you needed to go unless he wanted to spend the day on the town right 
So thankfully she kicks both of the boys out so she can change, which I'm like, thank goodness. Um, which leaves Jace and Sebastian joking around outside. And Clary has a moment where she's kind of like, when she was like making out with Jace, she's like, oh, I should probably pay better. Like I should probably not get caught up in this and like, but I'm going to still just get caught up in it anyways. I, mm-hmm. Every time she has a coherent thought, it's immediately snubbed out by one of desire whether it be bloodlust or lust or whatever the girl's killing me this is what happens well no maybe not it doesn't seem like jocelyn was strict in not letting her know about the shadow world but she was out at a club it's like she just now she's free so she's just going she's wild now but she was she didn't have that tight of a leash when she was a kid so i take that back yeah, no, I think I think she's like, she's having this thing where she's like, okay, I'm free, I'm capable, which mm-hmm. makes me feel even more free, right? Nobody knows where I'm at. Nobody's holding me accountable for anything. I'm with my boyfriend. This is awesome. I just got to, like, fight a bunch of demons, and I don't have any moral you know, issues with fighting these demons because I'm trained to fight demons. So even though technically this means to an end is for nefarious purposes, she didn't have to kill any humans, right? So, like, it still feels all legit to her. I mean, she only stole one boat. (laughs) Only? So. Come on. (laughs) I mean, it's just a watercraft. Who cares? Um... (laughs) But I definitely see, like, I feel like this feels like when you go downtown by yourself for the first time, right? Without parents. Like, when you ride the Max and you go to the underage club and you go to the bubble party and then you go to someone's apartment and you're like, nobody knows where I'm at and I'm doing dangerous things. But this is exciting. This, it feels like her rebellion. This is her rebellion. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Because she's very much riding the high of, like, I've never been in battle, but I've been in a fight in a Denny's parking lot. So, (laughs) it's the same thing. It's the same thing. (laughs) But I know, but you know what I mean? Like, that that adrenaline after a fight or, like, Mm -hmm. after a party where, like, you got thrown out or somebody got thrown out. You know, those things that happen. And then... The come down after it where you're like, let's just party. And then you just like beer funnel absinthe, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> This is very much, this feels like this vibe that she's like, oh, I'm young and I can finally like do shit. Because as soon, like, yeah, she went to that club when she turned 16. But then as literally that night, her entire world right. changed and she had to become yeah. really responsible all of a sudden. You know, well, uh, respon- yeah. <laughs> responsible for Clary. <laughs> Let's calm down. <laughs> Clary, once she gets dressed, um, she gets a glimpse of herself in the mirror and is kind of like feeling this bad bitch look that she has going on. And she kind of wonders about Izzy, like, is this how Izzy feels all the time sort of situation? And would Izzy like this? And just all of the things we would all probably think, honestly. 
Uh-huh. And she comes out of the bathroom and notices that the metal awning things were covering the windows of the store. So Sebastian was like, so no one could see in the store. So Sebastian's going through all of the stuff on the shelves. And Jace is like, damn, girl. And Sebastian's like, hey, now. That's my sister. Hey. <laughs> and then Sebastian basically hits the showers. He's like, I'm going to go clean up because I have blood on me. Which is interesting to me that he did say blood and not I-Core. Right? Right. Is it his own blood? I don't remember. Maybe it is. That particularly, like, was he bleeding? I don't know. Anyway, it's an interesting. Maybe it's because he has demon blood also. So he's, it's just blood to him. Okay, fair. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. That's interesting. interesting. I feel like. does he. I felt like he, it's mentioned specifically that he's a lot cleaner than the two of them, which is why he was the one up front. So he let them clean up first because they, Mm -hmm. they were messier because they play with their food. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) So during this, um, you know, while he's back there, Jace uses this time to show Clary some loving, reminding her about the last time she dressed like this for Magnus's party. And um, they get pretty close. And he's like, "Uh, I I didn't think that you liked me then. Like that. And she's like, dude, when has a girl not like never liked you, not been into Mm -hmm. you? And to me, this completely contradicts what we talked about a few episodes ago when she was like, oh, would anyone love him because of these scars? And then you're sitting there thinking about how everyone is into him. And it's just that was a I know we keep repeating it, but that was just such a stupid thing to have in there. Anyway, so he can sense that she's wondering about all the girls that he's potentially been with before her. And um, I don't know. He reassures her that he never really cared about the other girls before Clary. Like... He can just sense what's happening here. <laughs> it had to be you. Right. Without even having to admit he did anything. Just like. Or deny. Uh-huh. I suppose that he's done anything. You know. So just in the nick of time. Sebastian comes out ruining the moment. And they head in out to this place that he insists they are going to love. So then we swing over to the crew working on saving Jace. And at this point. They're trying to save Clary, too, obviously, because she's in deep. And uh-huh. Team Good, as they're calling themselves now, is working on cleaning up the mess um, left behind by the demon summoning. And um, I'm just wondering, like, why Magnus couldn't just magic it up? Like, I don't know. He it's might just, be, like, he his... Maybe he's drained? Yeah, he was chanting and stuff while the pentagram was going. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was expelling a lot of energy trying to do that. Right. And he's probably just irritated. That's fair. So, that fair. Yeah. you know, it's like you, you do manual labor. Holes, uh-huh. if you will. Go to go. <laughs> <laughs> so Izzy is super TO'd that Simon, like, about him going into the pentagram. Like, just, you're so fucking stupid. And so... um, Simon comes up with an idea to try to make everything better. And I love Magnus in this scene. I don't know, in this part, whatever, because he keeps calling Simon by the wrong name. And I think it's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
like Simon's such a difficult name to remember and he keeps coming up with these like longer names like Sherwin and Sheldon and stuff like it's so funny. Calls him Sherlock. Yes. They're all less common than the name Simon. Anyway, Simon clarifies that he's like, nothing can kill me because of this mark, right? And Magnus believes. Okay, so I'm just going to read this. So, quote, as far as I know, inanimate objects can accidentally kill you. So if you were planning on teaching yourself the Lombada, Lombada, and for some reason in my head, I keep reading that as Labamba. So there it is. Same thing. (laughs) On a greased platform over a pit of knives, I wouldn't. And so basically nothing else can kill him. Whatever. Um, And then I have to read more because summarizing this sometimes is hard. So you yep. said summoning angels is more dangerous than summoning demons because they might smite down the person who is summoning them or scorch them with heavenly fire (laughs) but if i did it his voice trailed off well i'd be safe wouldn't i and i'm like yes let's give it a shot do it (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's like a double dog dare you yeah yeah (laughs) so um he suggests that magnus show him how to do a summoning even though magnus can't promise that he'll survive it you know and Simon's like, look, I get it. We don't know how this works, but I have the best chance of surviving out of all of us. And this is the only way that we have found to save Jace. Uh-huh. And for whatever reason, uh, he thinks it's a good time to ask Magnus, like, who's your daddy? Who's your baby? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he asks him who his dad is. And I just think that's a weird, I don't know. But when we get Magnus, like, Magnus starts to answer, and he calls Simon by the wrong name again. (laughs) And Simon corrects him, and he's like, um, you should call me by my real name because I'm willing to die for you all. So, like, stop making up names for me. And Magnus (laughs) reminds him that this basically has nothing to do with him, okay? (laughs) You're not dying for me, bro. If it weren't for Alec... I wouldn't even be here. And um, especially after what Azazel just said, bro, he'd be deuces out of there. Yeah. All of it. So Magnus tells him about a dream that he had had. Like, I don't anyway. And um, basically, like, he knows some bad shit. Not bad shit. Bad shit is coming. And if it weren't for Alec, he'd be far, far away. He admits that he knows he is not a hero because he'd be gone. Like, he's not trying to save anybody. He's only staying because of Alec. And Simon points out that you just had, like, three Shrek references almost in that. Far, far away. You can be a hero. Girl. Get it. Thank you. (laughs) Simon points out that Magnus's love for Alec is enough for him to stay even though he wants to leave. So like, quote, that's kind of heroic. And I don't know. Like, is he trying to buy some love here? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. So um, Magnus is like, well, you've loved Clary for like ever and you're still in this position. So, hmm. (laughs) And before Simon can even respond, Magnus tells everyone that Simon has an idea. 
And he actually calls him Sheldon, which is hilarious because he's like, no, not going to call you by your name, even though you asked. (laughs) (laughs) I'm specifically not going to do it now because you asked me to. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Now you have to just keep doing S names. That would be the hard part is finding a different Uh one that you haven't used every time. (laughs) You could go both sides. You know, you could go Susan. That's true. Sarah. Uh I like that. Shelby. So then we jump back over to Clary. And the three of them are walking down these ominous streets without signs or like any other tourists. And they finally arrive at a nightclub called The Bone Chandelier. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that episode of Family Guy, which you probably have not. But there's this episode where they talk about like how it's funny when movies or shows or something say the name of it in it. And so then Peter's in the movie theater and they say the name of the movie and he's like, ah, ah, like looking around to see if anybody else (laughs) notices. So now I do that all the time. So there you go. There's my backstory. And I'm going to say, ah, (laughs) do you say that every time you get our episode title? Yes. When you listen? (laughs) Yes. I love that. (laughs) I love that for us. Clary was about to ask Jace to dance when they get inside, obviously. And when Sebastian put his hand on her back, and I just imagine it's the small of her back, which is just vomit. Mm -hmm. And um, he told her to follow him. And um, he's like, we're not going to stay up here with all of these normies, like these poor people, basically, that are dancing. And um, they're too, like, we're too cool and fancy for that. So whatever. So she notices that they're walking through people and, like, they're glancing as, like, as they're walking through the crowd, they're glancing at Sebastian and then looking away quickly and kind of backing away. And so we don't really dive into that too much that I remember, at least, at all in this chapter or ever. And so that's interesting, I guess. I just, why would they be backing away from him? Anyway, so they start to head down um, some stone steps, which sounds kind of like dungeon-y, basement-y to me. And the Uh music starts to get quieter. And then she suddenly hears different music. Like, it's the in-between, if you will. The space between. (laughs) Yep. They enter a stone room area that has a gigantic statue. And explosions of light that she compares to fireworks. And, of course, there's a huge chandelier made of bone hanging. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> so this super creepy black wax is dripping down onto the dancers. And Clary realizes that they are in a downworlder club. And Sebastian points, like, tells her that... In Prague, they are allies. And since they all know Sebastian and Clary and Jace are with them, they won't mind the three of them being here. Okay, and, I'm raising okay, my I question. Think. I have a question. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I Yeah, I was going to start. You guys go. So, what does he mean? What... What does he mean? Like, are they comrades? What is happening? No, so it's there. Okay, so this is what happens. There are vampires and werewolves dancing together at the club. 
And he's like, in Prague, vampires and werewolves are allies. Right. They're allies. Okay. So okay. To say. Okay. Thank goodness yeah. you also read the chapter because I did not and put I, that together. I clearly meant person slash wolf, so I'm sorry. Yeah. How yes, dare you? Grammatical error. How dare you? And yeah. who else here was expecting the bone chandelier to be like made of antlers and not like human fucking skulls and like femurs and like a spinal column? Yeah, I don't I don't know if I even thought about it like because like she's describing it. It's like it's uh-huh. held together by a spinal column. Like, yeah. And I was just depicting it, picturing it to be more like antlers together. I think <laughs> like a hunter chandelier. I think because of the amount of like vampire fiction I have consumed in my lifetime, mm. mm-hmm. I, I don't think I even considered i was like oh yeah it's it's made of schools that's fucking wicked and like i didn't really didn't think (laughs) further than that and i kind of feel bad (laughs) i feel like (laughs) i feel like i am the perfect case subject for someone like sebastian i'd be like i would fall for all Uh of it (laughs) i feel like this is the most goth club i've ever been to i'm into it like yeah, so I mean, cool. Eastern European, like, come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, well, and that's the way to, uh, there's a couple times where Clary describes the two of them. And, like, she's describing Sebastian. Obviously, he has, like, they're both blonde, but he's, like, platinum. Mm-hmm. And Jace is, like, a strawberry dishwater blonde. And I'm like, you are describing your brother as hotter, is what you're doing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Exactly because I keep forgetting. Fuck, I always forget this, and I know, I know that it's true. But I always forget that Sebastian has blonde hair. Because I always envision Mm -hmm. him in my head with dark hair, like Sebastian's about, like as he was dressed as Sebastian. Uh huh. As he first appeared. But then you said it, and it's like, so he's just Draco. Is that why I'm into Sebastian? I I feel like, I feel like I've I've now realized what my problem is okay and dude listen i I, i'm going to say that this might be spoilers but it's literally not important at all okay and i don't want to forget to bring it up if it does come up in somehow these next chapters she's describing the difference again between her ex-brother lover and her brother and like she's saying their eyelash color is the same color as their hair no. 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 So why would you do that? Jace in a book? has blonde eyelashes. No. I refuse. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm he speechless. has mascara on if he has blonde eyelashes. Yes. No. I don't think I've I've only ever met a handful of people that had like the same color uh-huh. eyelashes as their hair. Yeah. Usually like you got like darker yeah, even if it's just brown, eyebrows still, it they're still dark. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so Sebastian's away and platinum eyelashes. That's a no, no. Why would you do that in a book? I, I understand in real life, some people can't help that, right? If you're mm-hmm. if you're like really toe headed and your, you know. Your eyelashes and your eyebrows are super blonde. Okay, fine. But it's a book. And guess what? In a book, you can make it any way you want. So why the fuck would you have blonde eyelashes? On a man. Why? 
That's weird. I just, I and I don't know. I know I've met people that have like, um, you know, when you can have like a birthmark in your hair, like Stacey London, and it's like mm-hmm. this really cool, like beautiful patch. So I've met people that have had that in their eyelashes before, but I don't know oh. if I've ever met someone who has platinum blonde eyelashes naturally though. And like, maybe it's because I'm not in like a Northern like right Swiss what sort is of that, like a climate. Um, I feel like people al- have where they don't have pigments. Albino. Yes. Thank you. Albinism. Right? Yes. I went to high school with someone that had that and hers were very white, but that's as far as I've ever seen. Uh huh. I think the lightest eyelashes I've seen on anyone are always strawberry blonde. Not actual, because yeah. I feel like actual blonde people always have dark eyelashes. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Or it's like when you have, like it's very like you. There's dimension to typically to hair, right? Mm-hmm. And so like there's darker parts and lighter parts and stuff. It's usually the darker dimension of the hair that's kind of on your face. Yeah. Right. Which and and maybe it's me and I am interpreting her writing incorrectly. But we will if it's not. I feel like I would have specifically pointed it out, and I don't remember if I did. So when we get to it, we'll just make sure we read it out loud. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I yes. don't even know how we got there. That's but, okay. Um, it's great. It's a great way to stay in shape. It is. Okay. So Can I tell you a Clary secret time? Like- Sorry. Really quick. Can I tell you a secret time? Oh, yeah. This scene, like the whole the whole club situation – is my favorite part of this book. Of this oh, book? Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm glad my part's almost done because it gets awkward, but I like to read it. <laughs> okay, so Clary had taken off her jacket to kind of, like, I'm assuming it's freaking hot in there, and I'm always hot, so I get it. But she also was kind of using it to hide her front. And Sebastian um, tells her, like, he offers to go check her coat. And um, they kind of, her and Jace go back and forth about the coat check thing. And Jace is like, look, he probably just had to talk to someone at the coat check because he never does anything for fun. Like, there's a reason Uh we're here. It's not just because this place is cool. (laughs) And then we go ping-ponging back to Simon, talking to Team Good about his plan to summon an angel. (laughs) And they aren't exactly stoked. Izzy finds a moment for her and Simon to like sneak away and talk about this. Just the two of them. And he's like, I know, I know you don't love this idea. And she's like, yeah. And then he says her name. And she is like, I'm not your girlfriend. And I guess it's because of what she says next, which is just, I don't know. It's weird. And although he's slightly disappointed, he tells her that he knows that. And I guess the reason that she's saying that must be because she talks about Clary next and wants to make sure that he understands that it's not coming from a place of jealousy. Like, that's the only reason I can think that she said that. So she asks him if he's sure he's willing to do this basically for Clary. And he looks around the room at everyone that's working on trying to save Jace. And he's like, "Uh, well, like, it's not just for Clary, obviously. Plus, like, I owe Jace. He saved my life. I owe him a little bit. And. um, Okay. Can I just time out? Hold on real quick. Yes. You guys. We're friends. Right. 
We're fighting mm-hmm. evil yep. day in and day out. Why are we still having conversations about sacrificing ourselves? This is ridiculous. Uh-huh. Yep. We're a team. We work together. Like, of well, course. And, like, I need to pay him back for that. It's so, how many times has he brought that up? Like, yeah, all these life debts and stuff. Like, you guys have a new life debt every book, literally. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just, Clary's your best friend. You've accepted her, for lack of a better word, boyfriend. There's really nothing. They're, mm-hmm. they're more than boyfriend, girlfriend, right? Like, we know this. We know right. that they're, like, the atomic bomb of relationship. Like, we get it. Mm-hmm. He's accepted this. He's accepted this part of life. He's a vampire. He's decided to ally himself with shadow hunters over relying him, allying himself with a clan. Okay. They are all in this together. I don't understand why we still have to pretend that they're all different camps because they're not. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. Yep. So, yes, if Jace dies, Clary would be super bummed out. Izzy points out that he would be, uh, she would be pretty, she is in Clary, would be pretty sad if Simon died too, which is somehow not something he had thought about. So dumb. I know. So, of course, he asks Izzy if she would be sad if I died, which is totally something I randomly do to my husband. Would you be sad if I (laughs) died right now or something? Like, why would he lie? Why would he lie and say yes if he didn't feel that way? I don't know. Like, opposite. Like, anyway, it's just, why do I do these things? I uh, always, um, when I have to do something ridiculous, like, all the time, um, schedule stuff or do something, I'm just like, what are you going to do if I die? Mm-hmm. How are you going to manage this household when I'm not here? What happens when I get hit by a bus? Yeah, exactly. Yep. And there's... exactly. Okay, there we go. Yeah, so of course, Izzy. Okay, so Izzy yeah, admits. Be pretty sad if Simon died too. You said that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she admits that she would be sad if, if he died. Um, so he's like, yeah, so you obviously want me to help Jace too. Like, this just works out. Like, it sucks, but it's for the best if I die. W is all around. And I'm like, okay, cool. And obviously, yeah, she does want him to help Jace. Yeah. <laughs> we all agree this will work. And so I'm sorry. I'm going to read from the book again because Simon starts out by singing, I can be your hero, baby. Anyway, that's obviously not what he says. But um, <laughs> OK, quote, it's not just for Jace or for you and Clary, though you're a big part of it. It's because I believe darkness is coming. I believe Magnus when he says it. I believe Raphael is truly afraid of a war. I believe we're seeing a small piece of Sebastian's plan, but I don't think it's any coincidence. He took jo- he took Jace with him when he went, or that he and Jace are linked. He knows we need Jace to win a war. He knows what Jace is. I hadn't thought about that, I guess. And I'm surprised that Simon had. I don't know. I find He's that a smart guy. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. 
So Izzy <laughs> tells him that he means a lot to her, and I think it's interesting how invested she has gotten within him in the last few days now that all of this has gone down. Because, right, it's been like a week, probably. And clearly, now she's like, stay with me, and I don't want you to die. Blah, blah, blah. Just kidding. <laughs> anyway, he put he that keeps Star con- Wars macking on her, and she just can't <laughs> handle it. Yeah. He keeps convincing her that it's a good idea by reminding her that she would die inside if she had to kill Sebastian because she's a shadow hunter. Like, that would be her job. But it would, you know, if it killed Jace, like, if you basically were responsible for killing Jace, that would kill you inside. So he needs to fix things. And he's like, this is my choice. Jace doesn't have a choice because he's linked, whatever. So um, it would be like so sad if he died over something that he didn't really have a choice about. Um, and she's like, okay, you got me. Go die. <laughs> End of story. The story's over. I think this also, like, this moment really, like, captures who Simon is. Just, like, we joke around about how he's a nerd and, you know, he was a D&D guy and he's for sure a Lord of the Rings guy. You know? Yes. All of those things. But at the end of the day, what all of those things means is that he has a lot of nobility. Right, like, like he has. Mm. <laughs> She's like, I can't agree with anything nice. Oh, what I, what I mean, <laughs> is that he he understands the bigger picture, and he's always going to be the guy that's willing to sacrifice himself for the greater good. Um, because that's what his perspective is. I mean, it's and it's the same thing that happened mm-hmm. when he was, when he was in prison at the start of the war. When when that was all happening in Alicante, he was doing the same shit. He was like, well, uh-huh. guess this is, uh, you know, he's very self-sacrificing in that way. So, because <clears throat> well, that's usually what the you know fantasy stuff. That's what the hero does. That's, that's you the know? hero's yeah. journey, right? Exactly. So like that's what he identifies with. Which I can understand. Yeah. I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. It's, it's, it's not hard. necessary. It's hard when when that's the kind of stuff that you consume. And then you're like faced uh-huh. with a, a dilemma and you're like, well, fuck, I guess I got to be the, the, the dude. I got to be the dude that does the right thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I swear that's my life. I just always uh-huh. have to be the bigger person. It's the yes. worst. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm tired, Grandpa. That's all momming is. Yep. Millennial mom. I never mind. That's too much. Let's we we still have my whole section. Okay. I will not okay. get into that. Okay. So, Izzy steers Simon back towards the group gathered, and she just announces that Simon has made up his mind and he's going to summon <laughs> Rizil. Speaking of Riz. Oh, can we just call him Rizzy? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> yes. And she kind of blanket statements. She's like, look, it's his decision to make. He's a grown vampire. Um, you're all going to shut the fuck up and be supportive. And you're going to help in any way that you can. Yeah. This is what's happening yeah. now. I'm the captain now. 
and then we head back to Prague. And Clary is attempting to follow the advice of one Mr. Marshall Mathers and just lose herself in the music <laughs> in the moment. Like she wants it. She's just never going to let it go. Stop. And so she remind like in her brain she thinks about how she used to do this with Simon before all the crazy hunting shadow life came along. So I feel like they have gone to the club more than once because she's saying like Simon and I used to come out and go dancing all the time, but um Simon was like a really shitty dancer, like mm-hmm. so it does feel different. Like this feels a lot less innocent. Um, because, uh, Jace is totally Danny Zuko'd up, okay? He's got all the fucking swagger. Not surprised. He's got the moves. Yes. Not surprised. <laughs> and I just think that it must be because some people have to train every day, Clary. Every day. Okay. It's made him so athletic. But do, do we think... This is in the 2000s. Like, they're uh-huh. for sure bumping and grinding. There's no, actually no skill to this kind of dancing. Right. Well, because that's yeah, what I mean, she's I don't saying see anything that the wrong. person slash wolves were doing yeah. with the vampires. Yeah. And she was like, wow. And he's like, yeah, they're allies. So they have to be doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, they're allies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you go to a yes. gay, gay club and there's a bunch of straight people and they're like, what are you doing here? Oh, they're allies. <laughs> They're allies. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, clearly. I, I agree. I don't know how much skill is involved, but sh- we're through Clary's rose colored glasses. Mm-hmm. So everything's just coming up, Jace. So we just got to yes. make all the comments. And um, she in her brain is telling us her internal monologue is saying that he's like flipping his head back with sweaty hair that's plastered to his forehead. No. And the my, the lighting in this club is just making him look like a golden piece of eye candy. Stop it. All the peeps in the club Ooh. are eyeing him. And it makes Clary feel really possessive of not her Jace. So she decides to cut in for the room that she was leaving for Jesus and try her best <laughs> to early 2000s bump and grind. Because they, oh. you know, she's like, okay, move out of the way, Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's my turn to shine now. Oh, God. And her training hasn't failed her yet. And she's right on the gamble um, that she is going to, like, look totally awesome and not look like a fool. Like a fool. I tried to say fool. Thank you. So like I tried to say that like Amanda, but it wasn't the same. She's like, I, I've been training. I've been shadow hunter skills. Look what I just did to those demons. Like, I bet I can dance. I... I just have to say that for some reason, when she talked about Jace being really good at dancing, I pictured him doing like a salsa sort of dance. I don't know why. Uh-huh. I always. Okay. I know that's not what they're doing. But that's also how I. Dancing. When someone says they're good at dancing, I assume that they are. They know how to dance for real. Right. Right. What you do on the on on a club dance floor is not actually dancing that's just a little bit of rhythm it's right dry What's that one yeah. yes you you were you're, you're having perform- a sexual experience are- standing uh-huh well and it's like you're either if you're good at dancing tell me this person is break dancing 
Uh-huh. They're like in a uh-huh. circle in a club and they're like doing, what is it, step up? Yeah. Dance. They're, right. they're, they're two stepping doing. or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or you're like doing like salsa. Real dancing. Tango. Mm-hmm. Swing dancing. Something with steps. Something. Yeah. He's and, doing the Macarena. I mean, as we know, there ain't nothing wrong. No, but in yeah. my head, what I envision when, when, like this, like when you talk about it and the way it's described, I feel like it's described like a person who has never been dancing at a club. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm like, it's not attractive when men are sweating all over you because, because, or, or sweating with their, you know, their hair is plastered to the head. You know why? Because that means they're sweating all over you. Yes. 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 And nobody likes that. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. if he's that sweaty, his forearms are sweaty, which means yuck. There's something like when you get to the point of a man where his forearms are sweating, it's it's beyond the point of it's okay. You've got to leave now until you're dry. <laughs> Here, clean yourself up. You're going to reverse it. You pull the Uno reverse car. The idea of like grabbing a man's forearm and it being slick with sweat and hair Ugh. there's a reason why women are better than men okay like those kinds of things men are gross when when they're like wet <laughs> you're like or when they talk that's yes. <laughs> i mean i i don't know like watching a man play a sport and they're sweaty like that and something they're really passionate yeah, about. Yeah, play rugby or something. But I don't want you next to me while you're sweaty like that. I'd like you to go take a shower would, like, before run you up. come get me. Yeah. You're not going to give the hug after the game? No, because now I have to take a shower too. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I've done it before and it, it I thought, oh, this it won't be a big deal. It was gross and it bothered me. I could feel his sweat on my skin and I, I was not happy with you were not into it okay that's fair okay where am i oh the best part okay the best part is a moment akin to what is a core memory in my brain of like preteen sexual awakening okay (laughs) 1998 cinematic masterpiece that is blade Okay, Jace looks up as the sprinklers turn on and a metallic shower of liquid rain like rains down on the club. Of course, it's blood sprinklers and blade, but it is very close. Very close. It's like where the idea probably came from. Let's be honest. All I can think of is how slippery it is in there and people are trying to dance. Someone's going to fall and hit their head. They're all sure. You've been to a bubble party, though. Creatures of the night. No, I haven't. It's it's very slippery at a bubble party, too. But you manage. Okay. You manage. Okay. I have not either. But anyway. By the end of the night, you're slipping all over yourself and hope, hoping you don't break anything. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. It was worth it. Makes Always. Sense. The risk was worth the reward. Yeah. If you will. <laughs> I always stuck to the railing. Never mind. You don't need to know that. Oh, that's Never mind. a good idea. Okay. So, Jace asked Clary if she remembers 
like, do you remember when I told you about fairy food way back, like, six to eight weeks ago? (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, yeah, I remember this funny story about you running down Madison Avenue naked with antlers. And Jace is like, yeah, actually was never proven to be me. Um, But speaking of fairy food, this silver liquid is some of that stuff. And as Tally would say from South Park, want to get high? Want to get high? Want to get high? It's the bird from Teaching Song. (laughs) Yes. So um, another drifting flower thing, which is Clary's description from the book, by the by, not mine, shows up above them and bursts open raining down that silver blue liquid that Jace licks from the side of his hand. Mm-mm. And Cleary starts to get the good girl dilemma that comes at any crossroads when you're tempted. Her internal monologue lets us in on the fact that she's always gone with um, hugs, not drugs. Although her and Simon did sneak a bottle of Kahlua and drink the whole thing and making them feel terribly ill. Um, In fact, Simon hurled in a bush, but um, she does remember the feeling of being, quote, dizzy and giggly and happy for no reason. And Jace looks down at her all like Deacon Frosty. (laughs) Yes, like Deacon Frost. And he's got like silver liquid staining his teeth. And she's like, oh, man. I wish things could have been the way they were before in that brief time before Lilith possessed Jace and this evil chain of events conspired. So she decides to lean up and give him a big old smooch Mm. to like, because he has the stuff on his teeth. And I just want to make it clear in case there's any questions. um, The Blade character, it was Deacon Frost. It was definitely not Blade. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never which is, seen that movie. Me which neither. is why the Sebastian thing kind of makes sense. So the, it's all it's all together. Okay. Anyway. If you know, you know. So the liquid tastes sweet and sour, like a cross between wine and candy. And she pulls away and starts licking her lips to try to get more, more, more. And Jace, who was staring at her and breathing all hard. And I'm imagining this being very dramatic, okay? The techno slow down is happening in the song because that's clearly what they're listening to. And it's like, it's the slow part of the song. Everything, like, the beat they are specifically, the but they're moving in slow motion specifically. Like, you feel like time to slow down, but it's actually you looking like an idiot. And Because mm-hmm. um, the Molly just kicked in. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly oh, what it my might. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. And um, he like reaches out to grab her, but she spins away laughing. She's just care loose and fancy free now. <laughs> and this shit hits immediately. Okay, there is no accidentally eating too much because the edible hasn't kicked in. Okay, <laughs> that's that's not what's happening. She, it's like instantaneous she feels wild like this giant weight has been lifted and she knew that there was something important that she was supposed to be doing but that motherfucker went into the fuck it bucket okay we are just not gonna worry you about mean it. how we it's are gonna been have a good time every single moment of every single second that she's been there mm-hmm. 
how she keeps yes. forgetting what she's supposed to be doing. If I didn't know better, I would say Sebastian has some sort of charm on her, making her forget. Right. Uh-huh. Huh. I don't know if that's actually the case. I don't think so either. But I, I would. But, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. She's walked, like, I, this weekend, I was cleaning my house, and I wanted to put a tablecloth on my table, and I walked upstairs five times and did not come downstairs with the tablecloth. I got distracted doing something else while I was up there. It's like that. Yep, yep, yep. So the omniest crowd of dancers, because she was basically just like, all these motherfuckers are giving me the fucking stink eye. I'm getting bombastic side eye by these bitches, and they're staring at my man, and I'm so irritated right now. And now that she's had this fairy drug, they become, like, darkly beautiful. And the colors in the club explode. And she's looking up at that angel statue. And she's thinking, like, dude, this guy is so much cooler than Raziel's trick ass. Okay? This guy is the business. He is so cool. And she starts spinning like a manic pixie dream girl, sloughing off all the grief and loss until she ends up in front of a pair of, like, roomed-up arms that are wrapped around her. And she says in her brain that she can feel his heart beating against her chest. And she thinks to herself, no one else's heart beat like Jace's did or ever could. And then she opens her eyes and spins around and she's like, Sebastian, <laughs> which is instant karma for what the fuck douchery of a sentence I just read. Yes. That was the douchiest fucking thing you could have ever said. And karma fucking T-O'd, T-K-O'd your ass. Yep. That's what Absolutely. you get. Yep. His heartbeat is not like Santa Claus on the movie, The Santa Claus, and it's Jingle Bells. <laughs> Only Santa Claus's heartbeat could sound like jingle bells. Jace doesn't have right. that. He's he's not. There's nothing special. No, yeah. but if if his song or if his heart was a song, it would be a Hozier song. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if have a okay, anyway. Um he, Sebastian, creepily calls her Clarissa and says that he wants to show her something. Come here. I want to show you something. Mm-mm. And even with these fairy drugs, her knee jerk reaction is to say no. But in her mind, the fairy food has got her all like make love, not war. Let's be peaceable. So she's just complacent. She's like, sure. What do you want? And she, they're like walking over or whatever and she tells him that she can hear angels singing and he's like I see you found out that like the stuff in here isn't glitter and then he tells her quote come along angel girl Mm -mm. Mm -mm. and she protests for Jace she's like wait wait, Jace and Sebastian's like don't worry he will come find us and he so I was wrong to you before they hadn't started walking away yet but they are now Mm -hmm. I know that's stupid Mm -hmm. but I just I know I said that incorrectly. So he guides her over to a water fountain um, that's apparently in this club. There's a water. There's a bone chandelier and a water fountain. And he tells her to look in. Like, this is, like, straight up, this is like Rafiki. What do you see, Simba? (laughs) 
like look into the water. Wrong. What do you see? Wrong again. Hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> and um she uh sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't put that in my script, but I was thinking about it as I was talking, so I went off the cuff. So she's looking <laughs> into the it. water. Rafiki is the best character. Thank you. Yes, agreed. And then I since Simba has red hair also, lion's made it just it I imagined Clary's face as a lion and all of that was happening in my head. So I had to dispel the thoughts. So she leans over the fountain and what she sees is the two of them, like both of their reflections staring back at her. And she really likes Sebastian's hair at the moment. So she reaches out and like touches it, but in the reflection. Mm -mm. And she's like, she tells him basically like, I saw the two of us. And he puts... He asks her, what else? Like, what else did you see? And then puts his hand under her chin and turns his face towards Clary. So they're looking at each no, other. No. And nope. Clary notes his very black eyes, but sees, like, that there's a ring of silver in them. And he's like, don't you see? Don't you get it? We're like twinsies. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. And she's like, no. mm. and um he tells her that like look you're my sister and we have the same blood and clary is like no the price is wrong bitch you have demon's blood yes specifically lilith's blood and then she laughs at him and this happens okay i have to read it because as you do you're all dark 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 and jace and i are light you And then he says, you have a dark heart in you, Valentine's daughter, he said. You just won't admit it. And if you want Jace, you had better accept it because he belongs to me now. Then who do you belong to? Like, that's really fucking rude of you to say that, Clary. And then that's really creepy of you to answer like that, Sebastian. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you guys are not getting anywhere. Nope. Right. And the question leaves Sebastian oddly speechless. Like, she notices a change in his facial structure, and, like, he's just kind of staring at her, and it's getting tense. But they're interrupted by Jace asking what's going on. And he calls out to Clary, sounding annoyed. And he's like, one second you were there, and the next you were gone, like a child hiding in the clothes racks at Ross. Yes. 100%. Yes. And um, then some purchase purse. Sorry. Fuck. Can't talk. Some person slash wolf starts getting like posy with him. Like like P-A-W-S, not P-A-U-S-E. <laughs> and so he's like, yeah, this night's getting whatever. Do you want to go home or do you want to stay? And she chooses to dance. She's like. I'm call me Leanne Womack. <laughs> I hope you dance. Yes. And then she asks if it's all right. Like, is that okay? Mm-mm. Like, is that okay? And Sebastian replies by saying, "Go ahead. I don't mind watching." Ew. Which is first 
fucking creepy. And second, I don't think the question was really pointed at you. I don't think no. Claire was asking you permission to stay. So that's embarrassing for you for replying. Listen, I know and that Jace <laughs> is possessed. I know mm-hmm. that he can't do it. This is so uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. All I can think about is, like, if I was in that situation and my husband, like, didn't say anything. Someone said something like that to me and my husband didn't say anything. I'd be like, uh, you're sleeping somewhere Bitch, else. I love you, but now you got to die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. It's just, uh-huh. it's so, it's so creepy because it's not overt, which makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. You are blatantly being like this. Oh. Uh-huh. And so after Sebastian's response, Clary has a flash in her mind of like a bloody handprint, obviously, but um, she chooses to conceal, not feel. At the moment, she doesn't want to get into it, so she heads back out on on the dance floor. And they go out front and center under the bone chandelier and get very PDA handsy. Like, it's awkward to me as a person. And it, some, it's basically they're so like all over each other. Jace decides to pull her into a shadowy alcove. That legitimately has a bench with a velvet curtain that you can draw close. That is, which is so fucking dangerous yes. to have in a club. Yes. That is Especially so dangerous. Especially these drugs. Yeah. Yes. And anyway, they get into some very heavy petting. She's like scratching his back and he bites her lip so hard. All together now, guys. Guess what? It started bleeding. bleeding. Yeah. And she is like, I don't know. She just like casually mentions it. But like, I would totally immediately know in that situation. No. Same. You did not just fucking do that to me. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he pins her against the wall and starts to like slide her dress up. And she pulls the e-brake. She's like, what are you doing? And just because... He's really feeling the creepy essay predator vibes that this place has going on. He tells her, quote, you can tell me to stop whenever you want, but you won't. What are we doing? Um, What? What are we? What? What? No. Uh, That's a no from me, dog. That is an immediately like. Yes. No. That's a um, going past no means no situation there. Yes. Yeah. Which I I don't, and I don't think that it's supposed to be written that way. I think it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be like fun and whatever. But that just to me, it's like, it's the Sebastian side coming out. Yeah. Sort of whatever. I don't know. Also, they don't, they don't have a relationship foundation that makes yes. something like this okay. Like, he's stabbed her. They have, they for one, they have not gotten further than this point. Yes. Right? Like, so there's no established, like, relation, sexual relationship there, really. Mm-hmm. And 
all of like just it's it's so many all of the different facets of the crystal of no yes <laughs> yes when it's like if you're like no shame whatever whatever you do you boo as long as it's legal and everybody's yeah, safe right? whatever. whatever you know but but like you don't you haven't established like what you're saying is like you haven't established trust in that relationship with your body yes to be able to do that so it's just right. it's icky yeah anyway we get to move into a new pov okay so <laughs> we're over with that it's the same building different velvet curtain if you will and it's sebi baby i know <laughs> Listen, into the mind of I killer. hate all of his interactions with Clary, but I like all of the rest of his interactions. Yes, yes, uh-huh. yes. He's weirdly with Clary. Yeah. He's like, this This is the skin of a killer. Anyway, yes. he is sitting inside um, of the velvet curtain at a stone table. And it what it he is staring at what is looks like described as a member of basically the fairy mafia. He's got, like, a long black hair tried back, a white suit with a handkerchief with, like, green leaf embroidery poking out of the pocket. Like, he's a made man. And the fairy is very quickly revealed to be Meliorn. Mm-hmm. And he greets him by saying Jonathan Morgenstern. And Sebastian thinks about how fairies are very particular with names. So Sebastian's not going to bother to correct him that he, like, dead named him, basically. And Sebastian is like... I wasn't sure, like, if you were going to be here um, at the designated, like, rendezvous time. I wasn't sure if this appointment was going to happen. And Melihorn <laughs> is like, bro, I'm a fairy. We literally can't lie. Like, I don't know if you know this, but when I say something, I mean it. <laughs> but Jace obviously was right. They were there because he had business to attend to. So there's that. And Melior invites him to sit down and offers a glass of wine, which Sebastian refuses. And then in his brain, he says that he wants to have his wits about him. And fairies have a way higher tolerance for spirits than he ever will. Mm. And then he goes on. Sebastian says that he's surprised to hear that um, they wanted to meet at this club. Like, this is surprising to me. Like, this is the place you wanted to meet at. But Meliorn answers by saying that his queen has a special interest in him and she's been tracking his movements and there was a big demon disturbance in Prague. So she was obviously concerned. Sebastian's like, well, as you can see, totally unarmed, unharmed. It's cool. Everything's cool. We're fine. It's a vibe. And Meliorn continues like he's like, yeah, that demon disturbance was so big that I bet it probably sparked some Nephilim also and they may have like heard it and then come out Mm. (laughs) and Sebastian he's like yeah I know there are some hunters of shadows in the crowd looking for me like I know that like they're here like there's shadow hunters here looking for me physically here Um, the queen must not like think very highly of me if she doesn't think I can handle a couple of them like I'm not a toddler and then he has to evil villain flash his dagger to fulfill his contract. Mm-hmm. There's a contract you have to fulfill, so he's got to flash in his order dagger. to keep his insurance. He has to be yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. And Melian says Meliorn, sorry, says that he'll be sure to communicate it to his queen, 
who, by the by, he's not really sure what attraction Sebi really holds for her because he's like taken his measure and he's found it to be lacking. But then again, he doesn't have the taste as JP from Grandma's Boy would say <laughs> as his lady. Milady. Milady. Yes. And I'm going to quote some goat again. So basically, this is him saying, like, okay, I, I, I wrote this later, did something. Melly Warren's like, yeah, I took, I've taken my own measure of you, and, like, I don't think you're worth it. You're not L'Oreal. And so then he, this is where the quote starts. <laughs> Weighed in the balance and found wanting, amused Sebastian leaned forward. Let me break it down for you, fairy knight. I'm young. I'm pretty, and I'm willing to burn the whole world to the ground to get what I want. His dagger traced a crack in the stone table. Like myself, the queen is content to play a long game, but what I desire to know is this. When the twilight of the Nephilim comes, will the court stand with or against me? Uh, damn, Daniel! Bro, I'm hot and bothered at the car. I know! <laughs> This is what I mean, I'm saying. Like, he's so delicious. I know we're he's not bad. supposed to like him, and I do like. But come on, he's like bad with a capital A. Yeah. <laughs> it's like anyway. he's so good at being bad. Like he I feels know. comfortable, like cornering the 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 fake cor- like who who the fuck? Excuse mm-hmm. me, sir. Who the fuck do you think you are? But also, okay, he has all of Clary's audacity, but he's like earned it. He has, right? And he can back it up. Yeah, (laughs) and he has the riz to like carry it out. Yeah, yes, Yes. there it is. (laughs) Yes. So Meliorn says that his lady, my lady, stands with Sebastian. Of course, he doesn't say Sebastian. I'm just saying that because it's easier for us. Um, he, Meliorn, however, always thought that humans would end up just basically MDKing each other. And he has prophesied throughout a thousand years. Bro is an old fucking man. Damn, is he? Like, but I guess get it, girl. Like, you are with a thousand year old fairy knight. It's creepy. Damn. Yes. And, um... He basically ends by saying he didn't expect the end of the world would come like this. And Sebastian's like, yeah, no one ever does. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Moving back we'll be okay. to the prior curtain. We'll be fine. So we're back to the other curtain. No. Cleary is protesting to Jace's advances, saying that anyone could walk in on them. And he's telling her that they won't while actively groping her. If you wanted to know what was happening. And she is battling the euphoria that she's feeling from the drugs and basically of Jace's body being against her body. When more of what she thinks is that silver liquid starts splatting down on them. Oh, joy. Except it looks wrong. It's like reddish instead of blue so she looks up and she sees a human body hanging from the ceiling by its ankles dripping blood down on top of them from a slit throat 
mom. That's nice. And she screams a silent scream, which is fucking terrifying. I don't know if that's ever happened to you before, but it is literally the most terrifying thing ever. Do you think, okay? do you think she gets blood in her mouth? I mean, right? Was she no. like, let's She's just go full like, bore on this. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so she pushes Jace away, running into the club, which has now like distorted to dystopian nightmare fuel. The fountains like wings, like the angel and face have changed and like it's not beautiful anymore and um the ceiling now has hundreds of bodies of animals and humans like cut open and dripping blood and um just it's blood that's raining down over everybody but not the cool blade kind from sprinklers (laughs) and the dancers were all of a sudden like physically feasting on people like they're like eating people and one of them gets this evil look in its eye and like hones in on Clary. And so like they're making eye contact and Jace tries to grab her arm and pull her back. But flight, fight or flight has taken over and the bitch books it. Okay. She is like, I am scared. Mm-hmm. I am leaving. And she sees an aquarium from earlier that is now like black, like the water's turned black and it's full of dead people. Mm. Which makes her think of seeing Sebastian in his coffin. And her mind is just like, you know what? Sounds really good right about now. I could just go for a fucking blackout. Yes. That's what sounds great. And so, boom, she just passes out. Yep, as you do. And I just want to say, I just want to say that um, maybe if Jace would have respected her and not pushed her, then she wouldn't have gone south agreed okay because we're all are we all in agreement that she's just having a bad trip right yes yeah i think that's what's happening there's not okay that makes more sense yeah Uh uh-huh i mean we'll hopefully find out next chapter but i'm pretty sure Uh she's just yeah Yeah. okay and maybe she was in something a position that was uncomfortable and you know we've all been there we've all been on a bad trip i certainly have yeah Yes. No. Makes everything feel a thousand percent worse. So don't do anything. Yeah, that's the J thing might not have been as bad as we thought. Yeah. No, the panic is real. Mm-hmm. This is why you. This is why you only do drugs with people you trust. And if anyone is curious at home, Jace has proved over and over that he cannot be trusted. Yeah. Like, I get it. We want to trust him. But, like, his actions kind of prove otherwise. Especially at this juncture. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, again, for the thousandth time, it's not her Jace. No. This is a different Jace. It's a different Jace. (sighs) All right. Yes. Well, next week is a lot smaller. So thankful for your ears but we are gonna go over as ashes for next week's episode that's chapter 14 just wait for me to be like eh eh as soon as we figure out the chapter title (laughs) now that you guys know the story (laughs) all right for behind the scenes content and the latest updates check us out on instagram at downworld or dish podcast we'll see you next time Bye. bye bye
拜。